I think you're more, more nervous now because you feel like the stakes are higher because you've told people about it. Yeah, I mean, I, like, before I had nothing to lose now. I mean, and I guess I still don't have anything to lose. This weekend, I um, d- did something that I, I probably shouldn't have done, um, and, and it's kind of altered the course of the, the podcast in that uh, I was originally going to do an episode on healthcare, and on the healthcare debate, I had done a lot of research on Obamacare and its passage and what's, in, what's actually included in it. I'd done a lot of research on the Graham-Cassidy bill what's currently going on in that process and a lot about what is um, what are some of the proposed changes to, to the healthcare industry um, and that are being discussed in the Senate. Um, but then this weekend, um, I, I think it may have been Saturday or, or maybe Sunday, I can't remember, uh, I saw that Donald Trump had essentially come out and, and called Colin Kaepernick and some of the other football players that have been taking a knee or protesting during the national anthem he came out and called them sons of bitches and he had said that they should be fired and that they shouldn't have jobs in the nfl anymore and that owners should kick them out um and a lot of these kind of things and and it stoked a lot of debate about race and about first amendment rights and about the the voices of athletes and the role of and you know whether a president should be publicly attacking um citizens and it just fostered up a lot of debate and so come Sunday, I was, I've been trying to, come Sunday, I decided that I was going to watch some of the football games. Now, some of you might be, might know that all of September I was trying to not watch football, but just for the fear, mere fact that uh, President Trump, who, who I've made no bones about, he's, he's not somebody that I view as the appropriate um, leader of the country. I don't think he has the right temperament the right intellect or um, just he's just not the kind of person that I, I would view as being a good leader of the United States for a variety of different reasons, not all of which we need to get into here. Um, but with that being said, just because he said not to watch it, I thought I would give him a little F you, break my t- no television pact and, and watch some of the games. And, and as I'm watching the games and, I, and I'm seeing some of these players protest and, I, and I'm... Um, I spent too much time on my phone looking in, at Twitter at political conversations and debates. I was getting a little bit more heated and a little bit more riled up, and a little bit more frustrated by what I was seeing. And so I decided that I wanted to make a Facebook post. And, and I'll admit my Facebook post starts off with the phrase, our racist president. And so in and of itself, I came out a little... Uh, a little bit like a troll, if, I have to be honest. I, I came out really strong and really fierce and in a way that would, no matter what side you fall on, it would instantly spark some sort of feeling in the people that read it. And, and if I'm being honest, it's probably the wrong way to approach some sort of conversation around a really complicated and sensitive issue like race relations in the United States and, and protests and the, the role of the executive branch on First Amendment rights. Um, but anyway, I, I made a statement because I, I felt like even though I don't feel that Donald Trump is an intelligent person, that I do recognize that he's smart enough to realize that it's easier for him to ask white males to stop watching football, a, a, a sport that is really, really popular and really, really well loved. 
and it, he 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 knew that it was easier for white males to give up football than to confront the systemic racism, um, the inequality and injustice and police brutality that's occurring in the United States. And and the, my 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 thought process around that was the those things, systemic racism, police brutality, and, and inequality, are the core reasons why athletes like Colin Kaepernick. Um, and others are, are protesting and taking a knee. And so I, I put that statement out there. But then and I also put out a statement that as a white male, which, which I am, um, for those of you who don't, don't know my, my racial identity, I am a white male. And, and I do tend to be a very liberal um, uh, kind of member of the Democratic Party. And, 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 I, and I do find that I try and stay socially conscious i try and stay racially conscious i i I try and stay woke um for those of you that aren't aren't familiar with that phrase um and and i was just made a comment that as white males it's not enough to just be white and woke that we also have to be active because if you are not active you are being dead asleep and so you know I, i feel like this was a good statement it was really um a little bit more it was fairly forceful from me um, I, I, I tend to not make too many personal statements on, on Facebook or, or Twitter. Um, but in this case, it was really it was a real challenge. And, and I went back and forth on even making this post because I am a son of a, of a member of the military. I am a grandson of two members of the military. I have very conservative friends. I have very conservative family. And, and still, I, I chose to put this out there. So there's all of the backstory. Um, following that backstory, uh, there was um, several people that like liked the statement. They they commented on it, but there was one friend, and, and he is a friend of mine. And and I know some people have had negative uh, comments to say about his comments, and, and I don't feel like that's necessarily fair. I feel like we should read, understand, respect uh, his comments, and really reflect on them. But he came back. And, and, he, and he said that he, he found some of my comments to be clueless and to be ignorant. And, you know, he spoke about his own um, time in the military and his own service. And he, and he talked about the service of other men and women that have fought in the military and, and the sacrifice that they gave and, and that they lost their lives. And, and, and he really viewed that the that kneeling during the anthem or, or not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance or, or things like that are really disrespecting to the flag. And that's an automatic no for him in regards to patriotic Americans. And at first I was... I instantly saw it, and and it almost felt like a rush of adrenaline for me. I almost felt instantly like I wanted to clap back at him. And in in a way, I did, and it wasn't really fair to him because I didn't see his comment, reflect on it, process it, and then respond. But I I came back, and and I made a comment, and I I, kind of described how um, my father, who was a Marine, and my grandfathers who were in the Army, that when when they joined the military they they took an oath and that oath is to uphold or or to support and defend the constitution and my argument was that the constitution gives uh, americans um, a lot of rights in that first amendment one of which is the freedom of speech which is what a lot of people like to focus on on issues like this but if you read further into the first amendment there's another right that is that is granted in the first amendment and that's the right to petition the government for redress of grievances and so when i th- read that i thought it's not just that colin kaepernick and these and these these other players 
some of which whose names are escaping me at the moment, so I apologize for that. Um, it's not just that they are expressing their First Amendment right to freedom of speech, but they are exhibiting their First Amendment right to petition the government for redress of grievances. They are they are saying that we are an aggrieved people. We are a discriminated, discriminated against people. We want to air these. We want you to acknowledge these. And you want we want you to address and change the current climate that's causing this. And, and so I, I said that statement and... And then I went back to watching Stranger Things with Polly. We're watching it for the second time. But then when I went to bed that night, which was just a couple hours after my post, I just laid in bed and I could not sleep. And I couldn't sleep because, like I said, this is a really complicated issue, not just for all Americans, but for me personally, you know, having family that was in the military, having um, a strong sense of um, patriotism, which I do have, and a strong sense of love for my country, and, and I was just sitting there and I was reflecting on my own thoughts. And then I decided to shift and I wanted to focus on my friend's thoughts. And I really, I sat there and I, I realized more and more that my initial statement, while I felt good about it in the moment, did not accurately encapsulate my thoughts as a person, my feelings on this issue. It didn't really encapsulate like why this might be occurring and why these protests might be occurring or or even like why these athletes were compelled to stand up for their communities in that way. And I also wanted to show my friend that I really did appreciate everything that he had said and everything that he had stated and, and, and everything that he had expressed to me. And not just that, not just what he expressed to me, but looking at the heart and, and the history behind his feelings and why for him the American flag and the national anthem are such important and vital aspects of his identity and his belief system. And and it made me really start to reflect that I, well, I want to be, well, well, I want to make statements like mine to impact the people that will read it and in whatever way that it impacts them is that for me to like truly be able to have a dialogue with somebody, I, I can't just make my own statement. I have to read their statement. I have to, I have to listen to their voice. I have to li- listen to their history. I have to understand their point of view. And I have to, I have to really reflect on that. And I really also not only have to have to reflect on their point of view, I in some way have to internalize their point of view so that when I express mine, I can be one hoped to hope to grant be granted the the same level of respect and the same level of appreciation for my own thoughts, my own beliefs. And so I sat there all, all night and I wrestled with this with the, with these comments that we had had back and forth and with that with those statements that we made back and forth to each other. And I saw more and more people like kind of rolling in behind my friend and, and leaving comments. And some of which were like supportive of me. Some might have been like a little bit more of an attack on him. Some of them were just like general statements. Um, and and I realized that I really wanted to make a, a second post. And I really wanted to lay bare my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own heart, show respect for his thoughts, his feelings, and his heart. And then also, in, in my own way, try and say and understand why I am supportive of the athletes that are choosing to um, bring a voice to their cause through this protest. And so what I wanted to do, and, and this might be really self-serving, and, and if you feel that way about my what I'm about to do, I, I totally understand that. 
And I totally understand why you might feel like I'm not the right person. Um, I'm not from the, the right community. Uh, I might not necessarily be the right individual uh, to voice these thoughts and to voice these opinions. And, and, and I especially understand that partly because um, I am still forever evolving in my understanding and in my thoughts on the racial dynamic and racial tension that uh, exists in the United States. I am not, and I hope to never be, fully at a point where I am no longer learning, no longer being challenged, no longer striving to be made better, no longer striving to understand more, no longer listening more um, and, and, and talking less, uh, which is an interesting statement to make on a, on a podcast, I'm well aware. Uh, but with all of that, uh, and I also I apologize, this is going to be a rambling comment. A lot of these new episodes probably will be. Uh, but with that being said, I want to read a post that I that I made today, um, and I and I want to kind of run through my my response to my friend and in his comments. I want to run through my own personal history, my own personal journey to to where I am in understanding, um, in, in understanding where uh, to essentially just understanding why I do support those players and why I do support the conversations around the racial tensions that exist in this country. And then also for, for any of my listeners out there that um, maybe aren't where I am and don't have the same views as I do, maybe provide the, an argument or, or a case for um, a different viewpoint or a different thought process that maybe they hadn't considered. And so with that, I'm just going to um, take like a second here, collect myself and then start reading and, uh, while I do that, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody for downloading this episode, for listening um, to the Seven Stars podcast. I would also appreciate if you do have comments or feedback. I would love to hear that. I honestly would. I'd love to have more dialogue around this. Uh, just leave me a comment on Facebook or, or Twitter. Or just um, don't text me. I want it. I want it to be uh, something that can be connected to the Seven Stars podcast, not necessarily to, to me and my own personal. Um, Facebook accounts or social media accounts. So, um, but with that being said, I'm just going to take a minute here, take a sip of water, and prepare to read. All right. I made a post yesterday about a political issue, and a friend challenged me on it, and made me really think about his positions and his thoughts, while also making me re-examine my thoughts and position. I'm not saying that my opinion is worth anything. It's not. Or that I'm some wise, wise sage on race relations in America. I am definitely not. I just wanted to post again to more clearly outline my thoughts. This will be lengthy, and there will be a lot of I statements in it, so I apologize for that. But first, I just want to say, uh, oh, that's a little bit of editorializing, so forgive me on that if you've, if you've read the comment. Uh, first, I, I have a deep love and appreciation for this country and its military. It's a love and appreciation that comes from being raised by a Marine. Being a, being a proud of my life, proud of the life my immigrant grandfather made for my family in this country. He also went on to serve in the Army. I'm proud of my other grandfather, who also um, was, is from this country originally, but uh, served in the Army during the Korean War. Um, I'm thankful from, for the daily freedoms and life that I have in this country. Those freedoms and this life were provided through the sacrifice and service of millions of Americans that have worn a uniform. 
I am forever thankful for their sacrifices and service, especially of those of my family and friends, some of whom are currently serving and deployed. I think of them daily. And I just want to add another note here that this was another hard part for me in making a comment about the, the protests um, during the National Anthem, is that I have friends that I, I, I love dearly and that may even be listening to this podcast while they're deployed. And, you know, I don't want them to think that in any way I don't value their service or that in any way that I don't hold them in the highest esteem and highest regard. And so this was another thing that was in the back of my mind as I, as I was contemplating things last night and as I was thinking about this. And so this was another reason why where this post came from. Uh, but, but, I, but I continue... I have a deep respect for the flag that has been instilled in me for as long as I can remember. I can remember taking down the flag with my dad in the middle of storms, which is in accordance with the, the U.S. flag uh, code or code of the flag. I can also being remember, be, I can remember being told to never let the flag touch the ground. Um, there was also, my father explained to me the proper ways that Americans are supposed to dispose of the flag um, once it's become ripped or tattered or worn out, and a, and a variety of other rules around the United States flag that, um, that are meaningful and, and have provided like a, that deep respect that I have. I also go on to say that I stand for the, uh, for the anthem, and I'm going to continue to do so. However, despite my own personal feelings, there are many reasons that I support the players and their protests during the anthem. First and foremost is that those freedoms are protected within the U.S. Constitution. The Constitution, as I have previously uh, mentioned, is what our servicemen and women swear an oath to uphold, support, and defend. I personally think it's a greater insult to them to deny those freedoms within that document that they, that so many have sworn an oath to and given so much to defend. More than that, though, I support their, their protest because I can't pretend that America and its symbols mean the same to others as they do to me. The reality is that not all citizens of America have been afforded the same rights, the same experiences, or the same privileges that I have. I can't ignore that the national anthem that I stand for and take my hat off for and will put my hand over my heart for was written during a period of time in which black men, black women, and black children were still enslaved in this country and they would remain enslaved for another 50 years. Uh, for those of you also, this is another side note, for those of you that don't know, the uh, national anthem was actually written in 1814, so at least 50 years before the um, Emancipation Proclamation. But in addition to that, the full lyrics of the uh, national anthem or the Star Spangled Banner even reference slaves in it. Um, and so while it's been shortened and while it's been um, condensed into a much uh, smaller song for sporting events and things like that, it is important to note that many black Amer Americans know this history and they know that this national anthem references slavery and that it was written during a period of slavery. I continue. In regards to, to, to the present day situation, I can't ignore that the Constitution at one point stated that black men were only deemed three-fifths of a person. I can't ignore that black soldiers and servicemen that served the United States and fought in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam came home to a country with deeply divided and deeply racist segregation laws that prevented them from being treated like equals, attending schools, voting, and many other major and minor freedoms. 
I can't ignore that the U.S. Department of Health during from 1932 to 1971 injected black people with syphilis under the ruse of receiving free health care. I can't ignore that. I can't ignore that black citizens were beaten, firehosed, attacked with dogs, had rocks thrown at them, had, had uh, racial slur, slurs hurled at them, and many other slights just for their pure and honest pursuit of the freedoms that our flag is supposed to represent. But not only can I not ignore those things, I can't ignore that when leaving a store with my best friend Kyle one time, he was stopped and his bag searched, his receipt scanned. While mine was not, I left right next to him in conversation with him with a bag at my side and one of us was racially profiled and the other was not. I can't ignore, I cannot ignore that my black friends get pulled over so frequently that the phrase driving while black is a thing and that's because they are constantly and consistently racially profiled against by by the law law enforcement agents or officers in their communities well i do not experience those same same things i can't ignore that i can freely walk through my neighborhood with a hoodie on without being followed shot and killed by a fellow neighbor i think about that a lot as i walk my dog at night that Trayvon Martin was shot doing uh, the exact same action that I was that I am currently doing. I can't ignore that as a kid I was often in public places with a toy gun, maybe on a playground, in front of my house, and I was able to do that without fear of being shot and killed by the police. Unlike Tamir Rice, I can't ignore that I can play my music as loudly as I want, as publicly as I want without fear of being shot and killed, unlike Jordan Davis, whose only crime was playing music with his friends in his car. I can't ignore that if my car broke down in the middle of the, the interstate or in the middle of the road, that I, would, that I would not have to be afraid of the police that showed up. I would not have to be afraid that they would shoot and kill me, like Terrence Crutcher was. I can't ignore that I could keep typing this paragraph and keep typing more and more names, and I also want to say that I can't ignore that the reason that I have to use the examples that I chose was because they're not attached to a crime to only silence those that would object against the people and the statements that I am making here. Regardless of whether somebody may or may not have committed a crime does not give law enforcement the right or the opportunity to gun them down when they are unarmed. I can't ignore the infinite ways in which people of color, people of different sexual orientations, different genders, different gender identities, different uh, nationalities, and many others experience discrimination every single day that I don't have to experience. I can't ignore that all of the freedoms that I have and that I feel when I look at that flag that others do not see and do not feel those same things when they look upon the American flag. So all of this is to say that while I love my country, I love and respect our flag, and I love and respect the military and their service and their sacrifices, that I do understand and that I do support the activism of the protesters because they are bringing attention to all of the things that I can no longer ignore. And I hope that through their protest, more and more people find these things impossible to ignore as well. 
And so I know that this is a little bit of a different episode. It's um, obviously something that uh, is a deb- is an issue that that a lot of people have really strong opinions and thoughts on. And um, I don't know. I just felt like this was the better way to go, and this was the the right episode to make at the right time. And I really appreciate everybody listening. And I really want to encourage everybody to look look within themselves and to understand to better understand like the comments that 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 the the athletes are making about how they feel and why they're doing what they're doing. And and see if that if you were in their shoes, if you were in their community, if you were a person of color discriminated against throughout the entire history of your presence in the in this country through the present day, what would you do? What actions would you take? What would you do? What 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 would you what way would you fight that those oppression that oppression? What risks would you take? What backlash would you endure to make your voice heard and to make at least one person in Durham, North Carolina, wake up, pay more attention, and start to see a whole slew of things that he used to ignore but no longer can. Thanks.